0: All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch.
1: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This guy is getting ready. Get ready for a standing ovation, by the way. Ultra Marathon legend Pat Farmer is joining us on Monday, he starts the Run for the Voice. So he'll be raising awareness, support and engagement for the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice to Parliament, 14,000 kilometres awaits him. Pat Farmer, good morning, mate. Welcome back to our show.
0: Hey, how are you, Steve? How are you doing, Mike?
1: Yeah. yeah, we're both well. And uh, we just want to know what happens in the last 48 hours before you set off on another epic adventure.
0: Well, I just finished a yoga class with Josh Cordova. Michael might remember Josh from uh, the old Parramatta days. uh, uh, But uh, Josh is one of my crew members and crewed for me when I did the run the length of India before. So uh, I've got Josh back on board for this, which is fantastic. So he's running me through my uh, a bit of my PT training and also uh, my, my stretches and my yoga moves. And so a bit of that and a bit of obviously just eating very, very well and trying to make sure that I have a bit of weight on my bones so I've got plenty to lose during the event.
2: Pat, we're going to touch on your you know, remarkable uh, effort here and what you're going to do. But, you know, I find it interesting that you talk about your team right? and and it's the people that are behind the scenes. You know, what does your team consist of? How many people will be going along for the you know this six-month journey of yours? Uh, and how important and significant is this team in relation to getting
0: you up each and
2: every day to do what you're doing?
0: Yeah, thanks, Michael. Look, uh, um, I, can, I usually have around about... I'll have around about seven people on the crew. Sometimes that'll expand out to nine, sometimes it will be just six, But uh, and crew will come in and out at each of the capital cities, so I'm lucky to have Qantas on board. They're going to fly my crew in and out to those places, which is most important, because... It's rare for somebody to spend six months away from their, their families and their lives to be able to do this. So I, as I mentioned before, i got Josh Cordova, one of my uh, personal trainer of mine. I did a lot of training at 98 Gym in Riley Street in the city there um, with Wade Farmer, who happens to be my nephew as well, but he's a, an excellent personal trainer. So, you know, to have... Um, uh, I suppose the difference this time around was a lot of gym work that I did, a lot of strength work especially on the origins of my tendons and my muscles. Uh, then I've got, I've, got, um, uh, I've got a journalist on board. Uh, Eleanor, who's our journalist, has, has come across from NITV to cover off the first month of this event with us, and she's fantastic, so she's going to make sure that there is uh, news messages out there to all the media to be able to pick up. Uh, we've got uh, Ming Darcy, who's my cameraman. We've got a number of drivers including my wife and, and uh, Katie Walsh. Uh, Katie's crewed for me on numerous runs, including the pole-to-pole. So I've got a very good, experienced crew, but like I say, they will change over basically each month and I'll pick up another crew at a time. So we've got nutritionists uh, on board uh, as well. They'll pick up in Perth. So the Perth um, launch of this run, which is back onto the Mainlands, looking to be very, very big. In fact, uh, I'll be running around the top, the rooftop of our Optus Stadium and have West Coast uh, Eagles players and the Dockers players running with me as well as various other um, sporting celebrities from time to time. So it's all shaping up to be a really great event and one, obviously, that sports people right around the country get behind because this is all about equality. It's all about recognising the Indigenous voice here in Australia and making sure that that becomes part of our constitution and, and supporting those people to have a voice uh, in their own lives so that those poorer communities throughout Australia and so that same opportunities are equal to every Australian right across the board, not just uh, the wealthy wealthier people in the cities.
1: Yeah, Pat, I, w- I want to talk more about the voice and... You've had a special connection, not with our own indigenous people, but indigenous people right around the world. Can you elaborate on that for us?
0: Oh yeah, look, I've had I've had the opportunity to run through so many different places. I met when I was doing the pole to pole run. I was welcomed by the Inuit uh, people. Uh, so um, basically, the Inuit people were inhabiting the North Polar region before they were all herded up and taken to basically reservations out in Canada and, and set up in spots spot there, said to be for their own welfare, but they lost all of their hunting skills and, and their ability to, to be able to um, fossick throughout that whole region. And so when I moved off the ice from the North Pole down through into Canada, I was welcomed by some of these uh, Indian chiefs and they were just so keen for me to speak to their kids In the villages that I went to, to tell them about my experiences, and they really had me up on a pedestal, like I was somebody special, because I had understood the significance of that part of the world, as harsh as it was. And you know what? I found exactly the same thing with people like Pat Dodson and many Aboriginal leaders, uh, as I ran to, as I ran around Australia for our Centenary Federation all those years ago. When I did that, and it was because I, you get this connection to the land. You deal with the harshness of down here in Tassie, for instance, the cold climate, the snow and the sleet, in the mountains, um, the red bull dust of the Western Plains uh, out there in um, um, uh, um, Central Australia, and of course the driving winds, the snow, uh, the wind storms, the, uh, the the incredible heat, and. Even the stench of dead animals on the side of the road that you you know, you're continuously jumping over up the top end of the country and flies are jumping off those and back onto you. But it's it's that connection with the earth and the rawness of all of that and being able to endure that that makes you more connected to the land. And the indigenous people right around the world doesn't matter what country they come from, their one commonality is their connection to the earth itself.
1: Yeah, I tell you. You're sounding like a Midnight Oil song right yes, at the moment. 100%. I've,
0: I've got a question.
1: But, Bute and I, we're arm wrestling over who gets the next question. But how did you choose the route? And you're starting in Hobart. Tell us the significance of that.
0: Well, of course, Tasmania is a very, very significant part of Australia. And, of course, the history uh, between uh, Tasmania and the Indigenous people is one that is... Um, one that most Australians are aware of, and it's very significant. The, the harshness of which uh, Indigenous people were treated with, and almost what completely wiped out, well, in fact, completely wiped out here on, on, on the island of Tasmania. Uh, but the significance of all of that is that we've learnt from our mistakes. We're moving on from all of that, and it's most important that we we realise the relevance of. Of not only the campaign to say sorry all those years ago, which was more about um, uh, stolen generation, but um, more important now is about this this oneness. It's about you know it's about all of us joining together as one nation, uh, one group of people, one body of people, all under the the realm of being Australians. And so, uh, Tasmania is often seen as an island off off from the mainland, but it's a very significant part of. The whole of Australia, and so that's why I'm starting here. And I'm finishing the run at Uluru, the spiritual mm-hmm. heart of Australia. So, you know, you link those two things together and then you combine it with all of the, the mainland. Um, and there's even talk at this stage, I'm, I'm being coaxed a lot to go up and run the Tiwi Islands, which consists of Melville Island and Bathurst Island, uh, and also Thursday Island to include the Torres Strait Islanders. And I'm very keen to do that. So my schedule, everyone can find that on my website, which is uh, runforthevoice.com. But my schedule for that top end of Australia may vary uh, quite significantly because I need to include those islands as well. And yet I still have to finish one week before the referendum is called.
2: Hmm. Pat, you your pole-to-pole was 20,000 kilometres. This journey will be about 14,000, so it's just a walk in the park for you. So, <laughs> shoot, you break it down I <laughs> just like a walk in the park. It, Mike. I like it.
0: You and I Yeah, it's 6,000
2: less than the last <laughs> one, mate. So just getting no warmed up. Yeah, correct. I don't know what's wrong yeah, with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, mate, well Pat, people like you and I, it is just a walk in the
2: yeah, park. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mate, the... Um, You've broken it down to approximately 80Ks per day, which is just absolutely mind-blowing. You know, a lot of people will set themselves goals of being able to complete a marathon. You are almost doing two marathons a day for the next six months, and there will unlikely be a day off uh, where you won't be running that distance. Um, Talk us through the mindset how you prepare yourself to get to that point where you are actually going to be able to do that day uh, after day after day. Well,
0: Mike, day. Well, Mike I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that question up because, uh, you know, as well as a dreamer and somebody that turns those dreams into reality, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, also, uh, I'm also the sort of person that deals with reality, uh, you know, through what I go through. And, it hit me more, like more than ever, just the other day when I was uh, I was actually doing another interview and somebody asked me a similar question and I just sort of rattled off the statistics and then I I thought to myself, my God, you know what? After the first day, because the first day is a short day, the first day is only a thirty k day because we've got the premier of Tasmania. Um, we've got the Premier of uh, Tasmania, Je- Jeremy Ratcliffe, we've got the Prime Minister of Australia, Anthony Albanese, and we've got uh, Anna Reynolds, the Lord Mayor, sending us off from from um, Town Hall. But after the first day, because it's a late start for that reason, but then this, after that day, it's basically 80K days, and you know what, the second day into this will be the first time I've run 80K in four years. So it's a huge slap in the face, you know, right, right so soon in, into the event. But it makes me realise, like, I, I don't know what I'm capable of and I don't know that I'm even up to the task But I'm, you know, I'm going to give it my absolute best shot. It's been a long time since I've run this sort of mileage back to back. You know, you know, in between we've had COVID and we've had a few other bits and pieces so I've trained solidly I was training close to a marathon every day but you never run you never run the true distance in training you run a bit under it and you hold a bit in the tank but in this case being able to back up day after day these events are all about being able to run when you're tired like run tired and yep. being completely worn out and still being able to build out the 80k every day so the mornings will consist of a a 30k, uh, 30k run through to 10am. Then I'll try and knock over 20k before what I call lunchtime, which will be a bowl of uh, a bowl of porridge or something on the side of the road as I walk along. Uh, and then I've got to try and knock over the last 30k's, which is always the hardest into the afternoon, and finish that by around three to five o'clock, so that I can still attend schools, universities, and public functions in the afternoon and evenings.
2: Well, you talk about your tank, Pat. Your tank is bigger than most, mate, and your mm-hmm. heart is definitely bigger than most. And yeah. you know, we wish you all the very best, mate. Yeah, it's just a, phenomenal. F-
1: a friend of mine made a TV series on YouTube, and it's a labour of love. Uh, it's someone we all know, Terry Chigwidden, and it's called Australians Getting Better with Age. Now, if you don't mind me saying, Pat, you're 61, and I notice on your Facebook page there's a quote from David Bowie, and it says, "Aging is an extraordinary process." where you become the person you always should have been. Give us your thoughts about why you posted that.
0: Well, I I posted that because it's a realisation that when I first kicked off in this business, when I was seen as the youngest and Cliff Young was the oldest back in those days, uh, you know, I was quite brash about everything I did. I was quite inconsiderate towards my crew. I thought, you know, everybody was there to serve me and help me get, uh, you know, achieve what I, I was out to do uh, and I was difficult to live with and it was it was just hard work. Uh, I've matured with the years and realized to just sort of accept the pain and the difficulties with it all to um, internalize that, that anger and the fear and all the negatives that come out of doing something where you're pushing yourself to the limit internalize that and to just be calm on the outside and that's why I've adopted yoga and I've adopted you know more gym work into my training regime and uh, and I've got great people around me and I need to appreciate them so you know I think with age you tend to do that whereas when you're younger you you're you're single minded I'm still very single-minded but I was singly focused and thought it was all about me, I realise more than anything it's certainly not about me. In fact, on this whole journey, I'm just a thread that's trying to pull together the whole of Australia and all of its people and help us to realise and understand that this is a good thing for the whole nation for us to realise our true identity which goes beyond 200 years to know and understand that this is something that we should all be proud of and something that we can grow into the future with.
2: Well, your reflection on that Pat, I think you've had more time than most people to spend <laughs> on your own and plenty of thinking time when you've run from the pole to pole, yeah. when you've already run around Australia, you've run to Melbourne, Vietnam, you name it, all the journeys that you have done, mate. It's just phenomenal. And uh, it's great to see you still learning and growing as an individual.
1: Yeah, I've got one more question and maybe it's a, an answer that is 25 words or less if you can do that, Pat. But were you inspired by <laughs> Ned Rockman? Were you inspired by his Uh, run and the way he galvanised everyone, including, like, much younger Australians who have maybe seen this for the first time, a long-distance run?
0: Yeah, you bet. Look, uh, it's wonderful to see these younger runners coming through and doing some of the stuff that we've we've been doing for a while out there. And And Ned came and saw me in the early days when he was planning that event to ask, you know, how to go about it and all the rest of it. So wonderful to be able to pass on that knowledge to other other runners and it's great to see that there's still that adventurous spirit with a lot of the younger ones coming through and i think now more than ever while we bury our heads in computers and phones and all the rest of that electronic world it's important to know and understand that the true uh, the true sense of endeavor is locked within ourselves and it's not until we start to explore that Uh, And we start to realize who we are and what we're really all about.
1: Pat Farmer, who kicks off, what a great interview, Beards.
2: Outstanding, outstanding. What an
0: amazing
2: human being to have done and to achieve what he's. and, And you know what? He's like you said, he's 61 years of age. He hasn't run 80Ks a day for four years, and he's about to do it for six months in a row. Like, consecutive I just it absolutely blows me away how mentally strong he is.
1: Yeah, he'll go into that zone. Uh we all know what he's like. We've followed him, you know, for the last 3 or 4 decades. Uh so there is a GoFundMe page as well. Uh he said he's supported by qantas who've been long-term supporters of everything that Pat has done. Uh great to hear that he's got uh, a large team around him as mm-hmm. well, but check it out. So it's run for the voice. Pat Farmer, and I dare say he'll be on our show numerous times during the 14,000km trek.